0: Welcome to Parents of Pictures podcast. My name's Damien. I'm Andy. I'm Matt. And I'm Sam. And each and every week, what we do is we take a film from a popular streaming network like uh, Netflix, Amazon Prime, We've got some YouTube coming, uh, Disney Plus, and we all watch it, take our notes. We come in here and we discuss what we thought about it. A whole point of this podcast is like the four of us. We know that there are lots of busy parents out there who've got loads to do, and with the sheer volume that is being put on these streaming platforms, it is nigh impossible to get through everything and we wanna try and help you navigate that arena. So that's why we're doing what we're doing. Now, we've got a very special announcement this week. If you were listening to uh, last week's episodes, you will now know that we are no longer just Andy and I. We've got the amazing Matt and Sam here with us and they have very graciously uh, taken it upon themselves to agree to become full-time hosts, whatever the heck that means in the podcasting world. Um, so I, I want to say a massive thank you because
1: Cheers to that. Week,
0: Andy and I were talking about how much we enjoyed the episode we did together. And we're just really grateful that you guys have said yes to coming on as hosts with us. So thank you very much. Thank you for
2: having us. It's, it's, It's good fun. Great fun. Any excuse to watch some more movies, yeah.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Now, this week, um, much like uh, every single episode, we're going to take it in turns to pick a film. And this episode, we are taking Netflix original Marriage Story, which was Matt's pick. So, Matt, why don't you tell us a bit about the plot of Marriage Story?
2: Uh, so, Marriage Story is directed by Noah Bambach. Oh, dear. I'm- I am struggle pronouncing this last name. Bambach? I bound back, I think yeah bound back, uh starring Adam Driver and Scarlett Hansen uh We're dropped in the beginning of the story they're they're going through a a some marital problems and going through a divorce, and when we follow them through that path it's uh the music's done by um Randy newman, and um it's it's an interesting film. what do you guys uh nice what and what you all think <laughs> So Indeed, for a bit
0: of a laugh. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, we, we like to keep things positive on this podcast. Um, now, I'm, I'm going to kick off by saying that this, for me, this, when it first came onto Netflix, was something that sat on my to watch list um, for a little while. Obviously, taking into account that it's not been on Netflix for a huge amount of time, the moment it came on, it looked like something that I would really wants to watch personally. And so I instantly threw it on my watch list because it felt like it was going to be one of those uh, character-driven pieces, which I personally really appreciate. Don't get me wrong, I really love your blockbuster stuff. Um, but it, I, I felt with Noah Baumbach as well, that this was going to be something a bit special. What gave you that impression, Damien? Well, for me, it was... Scarlett Johansson, for starters, playing... Because she's done a lot of superhero stuff recently, but we know that she can act. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that she doesn't act in her superhero stuff. You can hear the dogs, can't you? Chewy socks.
3: No, uh, it's not the dogs. I'm laughing at the fact you said that we, she we, does kind of act in the superhero stuff. <laughs> you,
0: know, you act as much as you can in those Marvel-driven uh, pieces. Because we we know that the the... Marvel, the studio, and Disney has a massive uh, say in how things are done. I mean, they have lost directors left, right, and center over creative differences. So we know that they manage very carefully how things are done. And I would imagine that that will knock to the performances given by an actor as well, in a big way. So I was actually really excited to see something like this, because from Scarlett Johansson's earlier career, and I'm thinking uh, match point specifically was something that I watched years ago and I thought, again, was really well acted. Um, I was looking forward to watching Scarlett Johansson do something different to what she's done recently. But not only that, Adam Driver's another one of those where he, he's had a career, but then Star Wars thrust him straight into the public's eye. And in my opinion, he's not really had a great much to do with Kylo Ren because for me, and I'm sorry, Star Wars fans, of which I I am one myself, Kylo Ren was basically one step away from an angsty teenager. In fact, when he first took his helmet off in the very first first Star Wars, in the very first Star Wars with Kylo Ren in it, I almost laughed because he was a long-haired, kind of like almost teenager-type character. So I was seriously looking forward to these two now mainstream actors getting back to something that really showcased their ability and their talent. So that's for me, why I was drawn to it.
3: No, I I, I, I was going to say after you go on, on,
1: on, on the, I guess on the topic of Scarlett Johansson, I think she, she can be quite divisive in a sense that Mm -hmm. she is so, she's so famous and she's so much of a kind of a, I guess a brand that, it feels like a lot, there are a lot of films that she does where so many other people could be cast. Or, and I know there's a lot of controversy about parts that she's done that have been whitewashed, so say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did find that this in this film, I felt like it was the role for her. It wasn't just she was brought in because of her star power, because you know she would bring people into the um, you know the box office. It felt like actually the character. Is right for her, um, which I, I I thought actually going into it, I felt more comfortable in the same way that this felt very much like her and Adam Driver very well cast for it.
3: Yeah, I think the casting for it was was perfect. I think you know even when we look at um, down the line Rayliotta and Laura Dern and people like that, I think that the whole casting actually was superb the whole way through. I don't think there's anybody who wasn't born to play the role that they're playing within this film. Um, it it felt very natural. I think you know Ray Lee Otter, as he's gotten older, really does fit that kind of uh, dirty uh, what do you call it, like Lazy. lawyer, yeah, lawyer defence lawyer kind yeah, of the, a very sleazy character. Yeah, mm. exactly. And I think that um, yeah, everybody was was perfectly cast. And um, I, you, I don't think you got you get the impression that anybody there is playing off their fame. Um, it's not like when you watch The Rock in Jumanji, where you go, oh, OK, I'm watching this film because it's got Jack Black and The Rock, and I'm not watching it because it's a good film. Um, with this film, it didn't really matter. The, the characters were the characters, not the actors playing the characters. And I think that was really important, too. I think if
2: it had been the other way around, it would have taken so much away from the story. I I didn't actually know Scarlett Hansen has been in marvel films actually i'm a, a big fan of uh, um, early stuff like um, under the skin i thought it was fantastic do you know uh, I, I thought of under the skin when i first started watching this because it's kind of
3: maybe not even you know probably half the budget of this to be fair it's such a low budget film what did you make of that film
2: um i thought that was a fascinating film really um bizarre and 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 it kept me glued to the screen even though not a lot was happening but right, it, so very little happens, but it's yeah
3: gripping. I mean, mm. I, I came away after it's just going, what was that? But mm. you know, it was so weird to know that, like Scarlett Johansson, this this Hollywood star is in this film filmed in Glasgow, where I'm not even even now I don't fully understand what that film was about. No, no, <laughs> love that. I love that
0: she does those sorts of things, and you
3: know, she's not your. Um, I'm trying to think of an example.
0: For me, the, the comparison uh, at this stage is uh, Angelina Jolie. She's uh-huh. made a brand out of herself. Yep. But when you look at the trajectory of her career, she's gone from things like, um, oh, what was the one she did with Winona Ryder years and years ago? <sighs> yeah, it's, it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, girl, in, uh, girl Interrupted. There we go. She's done something like that where, you know, Oscar winning performances. And then she goes into Tomb Raider, which back then was the thing that thrust her into the limelight. Um, in, marvelous in a, in a mainstream in a mainstream way I'm not bashing Tomb Raider I was at the cinema, <laughs> I paid my £4.50 that'll tell you how many years ago it was and, <laughs> uh, and I was there as a 15 year old, I think I was 15 at the time 15 year old boy, I'm like yeah I'm watching this, fan of the games, Angelina Jolie who is she? I don't know by the end of it I knew who she was Um, But then she's gone on to do things like Salt, which, you know, Mm -hmm. fairly average. Um, Maleficent, which is very mainstream. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, again, fairly mainstream. So for me, that's the comparison. It's like you've got uh, Scarlett Johansson, who's still taking these character-driven stories and running with it. And I think, like you've all said already, Mm -hmm. is that nobody was miscast. and everybody's acting chops really come through for me the testimony the the test is if you can take a mainstream actor like scarlett johansson or adam driver and you can lose them in the characters they're playing that's when you know that you're onto something so for me they were never scarlett johansson and adam driver they were nicole and charlie i believed Mm -hmm. in those characters because you lost the star in the writing and the acting
3: yeah absolutely and as, as we've discussed quite a few times on here in t- that comes from really good storytelling that comes from really um yeah you know, the narrative of this is excellent um and I, I there was lots about this film i didn't like um and there was probably more that i yeah. did like but i think that you cannot fault the narrative and storytelling at all it's it's perfect in my-
1: yeah, I, I I was gonna I I would certainly say so. I think the very sort of opening shot, I I I thought to myself, oh, is this what this film is going to be like? And then I kind of everything as it as it kind of goes through that opening sequence, it all started to fall into place as to to why these things were being set up and how they how it would I I almost I made I made a note that it was almost like a an investigation from the viewer's perspective. Um, and I guess that's what we're always asking when we're watching films, when we're getting involved in stories, is the, the why, why is this person like this? Who are they? And I was straight away off the back of kind of that opening, I was like, I, okay, so I wanna know what's happened to get them so far away mm-hmm. from these monologues of them describing literally the perfect life. Mm-hmm. um and uh, and and then it gradually just opens up and just unpacks all, all the things about the, the characters like you say yeah um maybe further down we'll get into sort of the um the conclusion and what what everyone thinks of, of that but yeah I, I did think as a in in terms of i guess when you come from say like marvel and there's very much like conflict the conflict is writ large on the screen and it's very obvious how everything kind of simmers and builds up to the argument scene in this, I thought was, yeah, was just fantastic the way that was played through.
0: So Matt, as your choice, Mm -hmm. could you tell us a little bit, A, about why you picked this one, and B, to lead us into it, is there a specific scene? Because I think this film is very much driven by its individual scenes. The story itself is fairly straightforward. It's unpacking and watching this marriage fall apart and how the characters come to terms with their new lives on the other end of it. So, yeah, why, why is it that you picked this specifically? And is there anything, uh, any particular scene to you that really shone out?
2: So I picked this because uh, the, his previous film, um, the oh, see, I'm having trouble pronouncing this one as well. It's Adam Sandler, Ben Stiller, um, Dustin Hoffman, I believe. M- Merwitz stories I don't know if anyone saw it it was a U- uh, another Netflix original film uh, his, his previous film I, I, I adored that um, and I saw this and I didn't know he directed it and uh, I, I, I I looked at the trailer and I thought hang on a minute this, this seems familiar and um, yeah it, it was him so I, I decided to pick this and um scene that really stood out the there was a turning point in the film when when she first meets her lawyer for me that that scene was a very important part of the film where 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 we where we went from two amicable people splitting up to 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 other people getting involved and poking their nose in and 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 destroying the process for them i think
0: so laura Laura dern was her her lawyer, her divorce lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was an absolute joy to see Laura Dern play a character like this. Yeah. Oh, I thought, oh man, you, you're like the, when I was a child, you were the mother figure in like Jurassic Park. Yeah. Why <laughs> are you playing this absolute B-I-T-C-H? Yeah. I mean, come on, Laura Dern. Anyway, yeah.
3: It just going on to, when you say it's a turning point in the story, um, the manipulation that comes from both of the lawyers yeah. uh, I thought was um, it felt really real. Uh, it sounds like a stupid thing to say when you're watching a film, but when I was watching it, I could, I could actually believe that there are lawyers out there who would say those things mm-hmm. and try and manipulate their clients into bigger settlements, into taking a bigger share of, of the estate and that. And it was really difficult to watch in that sense. That it did. It felt. It was. I felt uncomfortable because I don't think either of them were not the the lawyers. the the clients. I don't think either of them were um, really comfortable in that. I feel like they were being manipulated and kind of carried along. And um, I really, I I found that hard to watch. I, I wanted to intervene. I wanted to jump into the film and go, dah, 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 Come on, sort your life out. <laughs>
1: Then I felt I I felt especially with her the straight away initially I took against her. Um and for all the reasons that you mentioned. But then when we get further into the, the film, there were then elements where I was like, Oh, yeah, you you, you go for it and I I was kind of like rooting for it and I thought, Hang on a minute, you didn't like her earlier. So what's what's changed? And I think that's what I really liked about this was that everyone is so sort of multifaceted and and I I kept on making notes about I think initially I was like oh these these tv people the tv production kind of crew and I was like oh I hate them and then when it flipped back to the New York Broadway play the actors I was like actually I hate these people too I, I don't like any of them um, and and kept and and so yeah, I, I I think it's always really good when you get those sort of like multifaceted um, characters. And I think Laura Dern won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor on 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 that um, on this
3: film. Oh, wow. nice. So she's got her plaudits for yeah. Oh, wow, good. That's cool.
0: Mm. I think uh, yeah, well deserved.
2: I I think I think the movie. And as you kind of alluded to earlier, Andy, I think that the movie did have its faults. You know, there, there were—I believe that um, what you were saying earlier, Sam, about it being an investigative story—I um, didn't feel like we got shown much of their previous relationship enough to to take so- a side, if you like. Um, we didn't. We don't really know what happened, and 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 I think that was maybe a bit of a flaw of the film, I think.
3: Yeah,
2: I
0: agree. It's a good point. You don't really learn a great deal about their backstory other than the odd tale that they tell here and there. Um, Mm. Now, that actually brings me on to when she did first meet, um, was it Nora, played by Laura Derm? Mm. Um, One of the things that I loved about this was that Noah Bombach took the decision... As Scarlett Johansson was monologuing, walking back and forwards into the bathroom, back out again, literally there was not a single break. They didn't even move the camera. They didn't even try and do anything funny with it. They just let Scarlett Johansson re- 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 deliver her lines. Mm-hmm. And through that, you got to learn a great deal about where she'd come from, the struggle that she'd had. And it was ap- absolutely flawless. I wish I'd recorded how long that scene had gone on for, um, and it just, it was completely captivating just to watch her act, which was awesome, because we've seen her do many, many different things, um, from mainstream to, to much smaller budgeted character-driven pieces. But it's when the camera just stops and watches her that you learn so much about her character, the TV show that she was going through, the ups and downs of her marriage. And to deliver that all in an incredibly short space of time was phenomenal to watch.
3: Yeah,
1: I... And I, on, on, that, on that scene and, and some of the others as well, I think the fact that obviously the theatre is, is a really key part of the, the plot and the story. Um, I think that was one of the examples of where they kind of use some of the the kind of theatre approaches in film. I was thinking of the kitchen scene as well with the pie mm. and the serving of the, the divorce and uh, the way that people kind of move in and out of rooms and move mm. between rooms and things like that is, is very much sort of like a theatrical kind of approach. Um, and, uh, yeah some some of those elements i thought initially especially with that opening shot that i thought i was going to find this a bit too artsy um and a bit kind of like I, I noticed that it was a different aspect ratio and for me that just jumped out and it didn't make me think ah, oh, of course they've used 1.66 because that would be you know i was just like ugh. Yeah, you know I'm not that discerning enough to know why that is you know more atmospheric or whatever, like that. but actually those bits and pieces I didn't notice it was only kind of when I was reading up on trivia that I was like, oh yeah like, you know I, I wouldn't have noticed that I wouldn't have drawn attention to it because I was just in the movie and was in, was enjoying it um and I think maybe the um the the argument scene later on in the film, I think I read that that they did something like i don't know maybe something around 20 takes or something like that just from the whole thing, not picking up from any point, just running the whole argument, um, which I think gives it more kind of authenticity Mm. than if you'd been cutting um, uh, between sort of different takes on that.
3: Um, what you were saying a moment ago about it being, you know, that theatrical artsy thing. I think this film lends itself to stage really well. My background is in, um, is in theater as as well. And, and I couldn't help but watch this going, I want to buy the rights and turn it into a stage play. Like, <laughs> I think this is the kind of the, I don't know, e- you want to call it tragedy? I mean, you know, we can talk about the ending in a moment, but I think that that kind of, it lends itself, the whole thing to stage really well in terms of, I could just imagine when we change scenes in this film, you just change the scenes on stage and it would work really well. And I think that, that is part of the beauty of it for me, was that when you see something on stage, it's really raw. You're seeing real people act in front of you. And it did feel like that in this film, in that the performances were really raw. They were the kind of things that if you saw it on stage, it would stand out and it would be just as
2: beautiful as it was in this film. Am, am I correct? And I, I believe I read this somewhere that um, Adam Driver came up with the idea of, of his character owning the theatre studio. It wasn't originally in, in the script. Oh. So, I mean, that's cool.
0: That's entirely possible and that plays quite a large part in terms of the arguments that they have in in um it's, it's, i suppose it is court the arguments that their lawyers each have about how he owns the studio but his you know his wife helped support it gave him the money he paid it all back um and, and the back, there's a lot of back and forth between the lawyers at that point with regards to you know who is adam drivers Success Is it the fact that he is a successful director who has built this company, this theatre, or did his wife have a massive part to play in that mm-hmm. and therefore actually holds some of the ownership of that theatre company itself? Um, which Andy and I have discussed before that if it wasn't for our wives, we probably wouldn't be where we are today because they are huge when it comes to what we've been able to do as, as people, especially like our careers and just our lives in general. I mean, we joke about it. I so, said, yeah, you know, if it wasn't for my wife, I wouldn't be organized or what have you. I guarantee you. Um, and if I ever get divorced, this podcast, unfortunately, will come back to bite me in the backside. Um, that If it wasn't for the support of my wife, um, then, then I wouldn't be where I am today. And that really comes across in this film
1: i I thought it was interesting watching this from the perspective of someone that hasn't been through a divorce and i'm I would say fortunate that I haven't had that in my family and and my my wife has had that experience and and so i need to sit down and watch it with her at some point um but it's very interesting seeing how a relationship like that can turn and how things take off on a completely almost like a sort of a tarnished edge of everything is everything comes down to a an equation a battle and you hear those stories about the your people will fight over the cd collection because they feel like they've conceded so much in other areas and their lawyer will be convincing them that they've conceded a lot And so you need to fight and you need to. And and so, damn it, you're going to get appetite for destruction by guns and roses. If you have to fight for it. (laughs) Um, And I felt that, yeah, I felt that was really interesting. In a lot of those, those scenes, those kind of the sterile, there's that sterile office scene where I felt like I could even taste the air conditioning. Mm. Uh, I'm pretty sure I could hear it in the background of the soundtrack um, and and also then, yeah, in, in the actual um, uh, judges' courts as well. It, it did, watching that as a viewer that hasn't gone through this, it did make me think, oh, goodness, all these things that, uh, such a contrast to the, again, the monologues at the start, and that's such a good way, from that perspective, to set up um, uh, the, the movie. Um, I was going to ask... <laughs> Did you guys find that you were, I know we've said that there were maybe, there could have been more information, but did you side with anyone in particular? And did it change as it went through the film? Mm.
3: Uh, yeah, very, very much so. I found myself um, siding with one or the other throughout the film. I kind of ping ponged my way through the film. Um, I'm very easily led. <laughs> and so um I find that you know, you present me a good argument and I'm all yours. And so, and I found that that was continuously happening throughout the film. And that as soon as you know, one of them says something negative about the other, I was like, oh yeah, she, he is a bastard. <laughs> and then, <laughs> sorry, and then um, I was, you know, I'd um, kind of side with one or the other. I see, so yeah, I did find myself siding with one. I don't, I can't think, I wasn't really conscious of what I'm watching, I guess, but I didn't really i don't think there's a moment where i was kind of stuck in the middle i think i was on one side or the other up until the end
1: i think i i did find that um i was siding with charlie up until the revelation of the in being unfaithful and then i was like uh, but then I, I had to remind myself there could be you know more to this but that was a bit that i was like oh come on charlie yeah you yeah. should have done better but yeah. it was like those bits with like the i think there were two things that they brought up the her having maybe a couple of glasses of wine too much turns into her being an alcoholic, him not being able to uh, set up a car seat turns into him being a neglectful father. And mm. I was just like, goodness gracious, I wouldn't want my life to be portrayed in a court like that. Cause, oh, oh goodness, that would be painful.
2: I, f- I felt that I didn't side with them so much as who had done something. You, you, this person was wrong. That person was wrong. But, um, I saw her character is very weak and very being pushed around by, by everybody really. And she alluded to that in her, in the, in the, um, in the conversation she had with, with um, her, her lawyer in the beginning, you know, how she, she, she went to New York because she was fed up with this one guy this other guy had something to offer her. Mm-hmm. And, and it just felt like she was just following a path for it for an easy, an easy time, not, didn't want much conflict in in her in her, in her way, really.
0: See, I I didn't side with anybody in particular um, because I again the the ping ponging back and forth I could kind of not necessarily see both their points of view um, because. He, there's so much you don't find out until later on down the line about what's happened between these two. Um, But just to go back to to your point about obviously the the kind of the character of Nicole, um, I read it more as she was making the sacrifice um, to make sure that her husband succeeded um, because she felt that that was the right thing to do. And obviously what she's ended up with years and years down the line is an unfaithful partner who's basically, although she's the one who instigates the divorce, um, who's kind of like pushed her into the background. She was the actress, he was the director. Now he's the big, you know, the theater director. Mm -hmm. And she's just kind of that woman. And she even says it herself. She's that woman who starred in that thing that nobody remembers. And Going off of you know, things that my own wife has said, um, being a mother can sometimes be a complete loss of identity because you no longer identify as you know, what you do and, and, and who you are, but you identify as that person's mother or that person's husband. And I think that there was a lot of that going on as well. So she was losing her identity, and only now that she's going through this kind of like family, I suppose we call it tragedy, um, that she's beginning to find herself again. But now she has no idea who she is because she's played all these other roles for so many years, which kind of links in nicely in the sense that she is, in fact, an actress, um, not in real life, but in, in, the, in the actual film itself. Um, so she's constantly used to playing the part of someone else. So I'd imagine that her identity has gotten very lost. And, and that I, th- I feel, especially when she's talking to Laura Dern, um, the, the first time that she talks to her, that that really comes across as she doesn't really know who she is anymore because she's had to you know, do so many things and sacrifice so many things.
3: Damien, mean, leading on from that, do you think that um, the way you watch this film will be um, kind of decided by your own life's experience? Do you think that all four of us, based on our own separate lives and histories, watch this film in a very, very different way? Because we so. can watch something like Avengers or, you know, one of these big, you know, Fast and Furious, as we were talking about earlier, Um, and you you can watch one of these films, and I think we're probably all getting roughly the same experience from Mm. that. I think a film like this where it's so raw, I wonder if we've all got very different views. I I
0: think so, I do. Um, Like, for instance, for me, um, I've never been married before. This is my first marriage, and, you know, hopefully, touch a lot of wood, this will be my only marriage. but I have been through failed relationships before. And one of those relationships failed. Um, there's a lot of reasons behind it. And again, this doesn't really explain the reasons behind why their marriage has gotten to this point, but there was infidelity in that relationship. And that's why for me personally, whenever I hear or see a character cheating on the person who trusts them, I instantaneously take a disliking to them because I've lived through that. So that's, Informed by what i 've gone through, and so yes, I do think that this is going to be more about your own mm. personal perception and and what you 've actually gone through in your own life, so for instance, I have never lived through a divorce. my parents have been married for decades, and so i couldn 't access the film through that experience, but I could access it through other personal experiences that I have had so yeah, I think own personal experience is a huge one for this
2: yeah I, I watched this with my wife and um... Her, her parents are divorced and after the film we we had a, a two three hour conversation about marriage and divorce and it and, it, and off the back of this film we, we, we both had very um very different opinions on 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 divorce um and I think this I think you're correct Andy that you, you're gonna have a different view on on this story depending on your life story definitely
1: there's and again I haven't I haven't watched this with my wife yet but even going to discussing with her the film after I'd watched it, we had some in-depth conversations. I think, I think you're right. I think this is definitely, this is one that it brings out, it brings out a lot more and you bring a lot of things to it. Um, you've got to go into it um being willing to kind of get into maybe some of those harder things to discuss. Um, and I think that's, probably the the beauty of it and why I would say personally for me I felt that it was very well crafted in that sense is that you could go away from this with a lot of questions a lot of things to discuss mm. whereas like you say something a bit lighter um, still be very effective in what it's trying to do but wouldn't necessarily scratch the surface in that same way
3: mm. D- uh, did it um did you find your, I found myself, sorry, you don't need to answer this, this is quite a personal question, but I found myself whilst watching and afterwards, putting myself in the shoes of both of those characters in that situation and thinking to myself, what would you do in that situation? And Alice, my wife and I, we we had a long, she watched the film before I did actually, she watched it when it first came out. Um, And we, you know, we, we had a long discussion, about, you know, what would you do if you're in this situation? And I really, I don't think based on our relationship as it is now that we could ever be in the position that those two are in in the
0: film but neither did they that's the point. they never thought they could be there yeah exactly
3: and that's the really interesting thing though isn't it because you sit there and you go yeah we'd never be that cruel to one another Mm -hmm. okay but they thought that too and it really I think makes you question so much about your own life and your your own experiences and again,
1: yeah, without getting too into the, the sort of the, the detail and too too deep, I you know I wouldn't you know I would say that both me and my wife are people that get our opinions out there with you know with things we 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 talk about stuff we have fairly in depth heated conversations we would more likely argue about something and get quite you know uh, intense and then and then you know it's boiled over and, and we've dealt with it as opposed to things simmer and simmer and simmer and simmer, and, simmer, and then you will realise you're 10 years down the line and what's happened to my marriage. Um, but that said, the argument scene, uh, which sort of the latter part of the movie, I found that very, I don't know, you can watch a lot of action movies and you get desensitized to violence, but the violence in their words, and especially when Adam Driver turns around and the, his sort of final salvo, I felt like I was looking at myself and thinking, goodness, I have probably in kind of, I don't know, it, it challenged me. It did challenge me because I thought, goodness, don't, you know, I don't know if I've ever said anything that unkind, but I've probably had that kind of malice or something or, you know, and it, and it really did make me think, "Oh, you know, and the way that, the, the how shocked she was and how sort of yeah. her reaction that, that was, um, even I watched it back before, before going on the, on the pod and I was like, oh, that is just, you know, if there's anything wrong with Hollywood blockbusters and Marvel characters slugging, I don't know why I'm highlighting like Marvel so much, was probably the Scarlett Johansson thing, <laughs> sort of slugging it out. But when you see something like that, when you're like, it's not, it's not necessarily that there's, it's not born out of kind of abuse that like, well, well we're revealing that Charlie really is abusive, it's that he's absolutely lost it. He's become infantile there's um, some of the things he says in that argument. Some of the that you like. You're, oh man, you are not doing yourself any favors. I know you're being honest. You're being completely open, but yeah. And um, and obviously he does the classic punch the drywall. Um, but I don't know about you guys. I don't know if that was a, if there were any other particular scenes that stuck out to you. That was definitely one for me that, that stuck out as a as a sort of a highlight.
2: Yeah, I I really thought and and spoiler here. I I really thought that that was uh, a turning point for their relationship, and they would be getting back together after that. Uh, I oh, don't know God. about you guys. Um, it felt like they needed to do do that. They needed to get something out of their system. And I thought that was the, the point that they got everything out and, and they would reflect on, on what they're actually doing to each other.
0: See, mm-hmm. for, for me, it was a little bit of the opposite. I felt that that, I, again, it was the turning point. But for me, the turning point wasn't that they got it out of their system and they would get back together. It was that... Both of them were still in denial about the end of their marriage. And when that argument happened, there was no denying it. It was game over. Um, There was no other way that this could have played out mm. because they'd said such vile things, which in, in fairness, albeit a little bit explosive, was probably... Uh, largely true as you know as true as a fictional story can be but it's at the point where we are most angry that a lot of truth comes out Mm. and so for me because this had all come out and they'd said such vile things it's like nah this is game over there's no coming back from this but they both again I, i agree they both needed it but i felt they needed it for a completely different reason they both needed to understand that their marriage was over so that they could move forward with actually getting it done
3: yeah, I think it was a major turning point in the story. And as much as it is at that point that all of a sudden we go, okay, right, trajectory's on. For me, I, I, I didn't think for one second they were going to get back together after that because I just, in my shoes, if someone, had, if I'd had an argument like that with somebody, phew, we'd go our separate ways. But that, that's just me personally. And that's why yeah. I think this film is so interesting because it can be read in so many different ways.
0: Right up until um, that point, I constantly had it in the back of my head. These two are getting back together. It's kind of going that way because everything, you know, it's getting a little bit nasty, but they're going to get back together because they're two really nice people. Always had an affair. Oh, okay. Maybe he's not as nice as I thought he was, you know? And, and so these things start to unveil. But yeah, when they got to this argument, I was like, game over. I think my wife kind so,
3: of, me because she said, um, when she, she, I said, Oh, I've got to watch this film. And she said, Oh, I've seen that. I said, is it good? She went, it's really sad. I went, Oh, okay. And she said, but it's not Hollywood sad. It's genuinely really sad. I said, what what do you mean by that? She went, it's real. Like this isn't, it doesn't come across as, as fake at all. So for me, I kind of, I knew where it was heading the whole time I think because she'd said that. And, um, but I think that does sum it up quite well, doesn't it? This idea of it is genuinely sad. It's not, it's not your Hollywood side. You don't sit there with a packet of tissues and then at the end you kind of forget it. This sticks with you and it really, I don't know.
1: And I think that some of that, I think, certainly in the trivia that I've read, the that Noah Baumbach was very much portraying the breakdown of his own marriage with, oh, I'm going to get the name wrong, Jennifer Lee. I remember the rest of her name because he's now he's now married to Greta Gerwig, who I think he possibly was unfatal, unfaithful to Jennifer. The, the, the. So there's a lot of autobiographical stuff there. I think got Scarlett Johansson has been divorced yeah. possibly a couple of times. I think mm-hmm. that Laura Dern's character, Nora, is a composite of the uh different um lawyers that they used, or possibly they may have used the same lawyer. Um and so there's a lot of like real stuff that they've obviously brought to the table yeah from that point damien it'd be interesting to talk about the um the conclusion because i think it can definitely be read in a few different ways and i'm not sure where you guys felt whether the conclusion of the film and you know it's not necessarily a spoiler alert because it will be for everyone that watches it to find out but is that the point that are we seeing them going off into the sunset as healed people but separate people or is this the are we unresolved on the start of their relationship being rebuilt i'm not sure it's
0: a really good point and i'm going to do the really nasty thing and deflect to matt on this one given that it's his pick so let's let's jump to the end then because um it it doesn't really have what you would call a conclusion because obviously their lives still continue so it has to end somewhere so what did you think about the ending of this film
2: um, I thought it was rather abrupt, to be honest. I thought it, it just ended. I was left wanting more. Um, and then on reflection, I, I I thought to myself, I'm not sure if I want to see more of them bickering. And and, and I, I don't believe the bickering's ended. I think that will just continue as the child grows. And then when the child's left home, um, they will just go their separate ways. I, don't, I, I can't see them ever resolving this. Um, it just—it wasn't in them, I don't think. Mm.
3: No. I have a similar reading to that. I think in terms of the end, I, I felt like it was um, them. It was—it was like a, a break, wasn't it? It was almost like mm. that kind of dramatic pause in and then in between scenes or something like that so it was kind of like you know we had all of our highs and all of a sudden it's going to come back down here and then in the sequel it's going to be back up here that is what it for me it felt like it was a a momentary pause in in this aggression to one another and then that next time they meet that is then going to kind of take off again and 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 there's so much unresolved it, you know, this film doesn't kind of conclude, it doesn't resolve, it doesn't wrap up any of
1: it. I have to say, I am I, um, to much consternation of a few of my friends and also my wife. I'm, I'm quite a fan of an unresolved ending. Um, I quite like things that are left kind of just a bit frayed and untangled because I think you've got so much more to talk about at the end. I don't know, like, if we're talking blockbusters, does the, does the um, what is it, the totem at the end of, of inception, inception did it topple, yeah. mm. or things like that. Yeah. And this, I found very much like, this was one that some of some people I know would just not cope with things being left kind of unread. I, I almost felt like the, um, the, uh, Charlie reading that the, the notes, um, that, uh Nicole had written reading them with his son. I thought that was kind of the sort of the, the summing up. It was kind of almost the, the catharsis to him, but I wasn't sure whether that was that he was realizing like the marriage that the, the what was the mediator at the start of the film is saying that you need to do this so that you realize all the good times. And I don't know whether that was kind of, okay, yeah, we we had those good times and I just need to have that. Or whether it was a, yeah, do you know what this is worth fighting for? I think some of the characters, possibly some of the theater characters mentioned that they've split up in the past. Again, maybe a critique that we don't know a lot about that stuff. Because it feels like this is the first time, but it, mm. apparently they have had some kind of breakups previously. Mm. Um, but yeah, interesting—an interesting way to 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 close off the film um, from from my perspective. I I don't know; is um, I'm not sure where I think it would go from there. But I'm fine. I'm happy
0: with that. Yeah. You see, yeah. for me, I felt that in true tone of the film itself, one of the reasons that it doesn't uh tie up all the loose ends or actually come to a conclusion is because the audience is only given enough information throughout the entire film to draw their own conclusions. You have enough to decide who you want to side with. You have enough to decide who's to blame, who's not to blame, are they both to blame? You have just enough to understand where both the characters are coming from. So whilst I don't always appreciate it, because I like a really nice, well-rounded ending, because I like to watch a film, I like that film to end. But during this, we're only ever given just enough to draw our own conclusions. And so for this film, I did appreciate the fact that we were left to draw our own conclusions if you want to really pay attention to the film and that's it. This film rewards you for paying attention to what's being said and done as opposed to just kind of like having it on in the background. Oh yeah, no, it's a nice film. You know, I probably won't watch it again. Cause it's pretty sad, but if you actually take the time to unpack it, there's lots in there. And so for this film, and I won't say it very often, I appreciated the fact that there was no drawn conclusion and that you have to do that yourself. Um, because I felt that that was within keeping and tone of the entire film overall. And so, I, yeah, I really, I really kind of enjoyed that.
1: And All just, nice. to, I was going to say, one thing that keeps on jumping out to me that I keep on meaning to mention, obviously we're talking about being a very sad film, but I thought there were some bits that did make me laugh out loud. Yes. Um, I thought there was some, some quite comedic points in it, um, as well as having just kind of that, that, that um, sadness kind of uh, throughout um, yeah. the, the, I think there were a couple of things that jumped out to me: the the, the scene with the pie and the serving of the the papers, the yeah. relationship between the the mother right. and this the this, the daughters there, and also um the uh, observer coming to see Adam Driver and uh, um, oh, his oh how socially awkward
0: Paris. was she yeah oh. <laughs> that that was brilliant. I mean, and to be fair, she's like, oh, we're going to send an expert around. It's like. Do you even know how to interact with other people? Like, Are you a human being or are you a robot? What kind of an expert are you? It was brilliant. <laughs> and Julie Haggerty, who played the mum, Sandra, she was brilliant, wasn't she? She was such a character. Yeah yeah um, and you learn so like she she you learn that she had remained friends with i think it was her a couple of her daughter's previous partners even though her daughters had split up mum was still really enjoying the company of some of these people and it's like normally what i would expect is that if if your son or daughter kind of goes sour on someone and this again this is my own personal reading you, you pick your son or daughter's side. It's like, yeah, how dare they? Blah, 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 blah. They're mm. scum. How dare you hurt my son or daughter? Uh, and, and you see it in Friends all the time. Oh, your boyfriend cheated on you. Well, he's scum. Let's go, you know, whatever. So I kind of expected that reaction. But then to find out that this character of a woman who is such a breath of fresh air, mm. like, oh, no, I'm still friends. I still talk to them. It's like, really? What's going on? Brilliant. Yeah, so, yeah, a, really good comedic that, beats.
2: That was a really... <laughs> sad kind of part of the story i, I felt with where she, where she was saying do you mean i can't speak to him anymore i can't see him anymore yeah. you know and I, I was putting myself in his position if if god forbid if we, we, we ever went through divorce not seeing my mother-in-law and yeah. her you know we've got a great relationship and and that you know it's not just it's not just that your wife and kids
0: that you, you you're breaking from it's terribly yeah. sad terribly sad same here. I love my in-laws. Although, you know, this is uh, recorded. So I have to say that But on a serious note though, I, I, again, you're absolutely right, Matt. I love my in-laws. And if, you know, heaven forbid we ever split up the idea of not being able to, you know, say hello or socialize or what have you, it's like, I would not enjoy that at all. Cause it's not just, Oh, they're the in-laws. It's like, no, they're really nice people. It's like, I oh, want to right. be able to continue talking to them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And on the um on that, that, that scene with the observe I did think there was one thing and again I always find if I'm nitpicking it's probably because I don't have too many big challenges with a film. But I did think it, dramatically it worked, but in real life, if you punched a hole in the wall, the first thing I do is hang a picture over it. Yeah. Or yeah. you know but it it worked for her to turn around and go, What's this? But I was like, Are you that stupid? No, um, but yeah, that I thought, and I, I did think another I, thing that a, a cardinal sin that I find of films that are set in New York is mm. people having terrible lives, but they live in New York yeah. and everything is like idyllic and and, and it's, it's fantastic. However, that was kind of subverted as the film went on with, I think there was some shots of Adam Driver like stood in the rain outside like a laundromat that I thought... There we go, there's real New York. Yeah. That's what it's really like if you really live there. And again, that some of the some of the, the comments about LA and you how they kept on talking about the space and stuff. And then when he's driving around trying to do the trick or treating and it just seems so dead and cold and I thought, actually no, this is this is this is better. It's not that everything's sort of perfect and, and nice. You're showing some of the sort of the more drab, dreary side of things.
3: That, for me, was a major selling point of this film. Um, I I used to live in New York, so I know the city quite well. And so for me, this was a really nice, it was a breath of fresh air having New York presented like this. We weren't presented with as as an establishing shot, these huge skyscrapers and this thing. Because, yes, okay, Manhattan is big skyscrapers, but New York is so much Mm. more diverse than that it's such a cool interesting place and it's so different wherever you are I really liked that I've spent quite a lot of time in Los Angeles as well and I really liked how Los Angeles was presented because Los Angeles is horrible and it is cold and it's (laughs) not a warm place To uh, it's warm in temperature but not warm in 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 terms of with other people it's a very lonely place to be and I think and again, that came across in this film very, very well. And it's something that we very rarely get in films. When we are establishing in New York, it's big, glitzy New York. When we're establishing in Los Angeles, it's the, you know, the center of the world. We didn't get that in this film, and I really appreciated that.
0: Yeah, and I think that to have an establishing shot of big skyscrapers, it would have stuck out of this film because this is a very intimate story. This has nothing to do with the the showiness of anything. And so I'm really glad that that wasn't there. Um, And hearing you gents kind of describe the cities as such... Um, you can start to see the parallels between where the characters want to live and the characters themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like, so you've got the hotshot director. He's it's like, it's not a hotshot director. He runs a the theatre, yes. Mm-hmm. He's not this big time he's made it, just like he's living in New York. New York is not this, hey, you're living in New York, you have made it, buddy. It's like, no, there are areas where that doesn't happen. Yeah. And you've got the same for, for Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson is like the, the core of the, the family. Um, but because of everything that's happened, she's kind of a little bit emotionally distant. And I'm not going to say whether that's, you know, rightly or wrongly, because I have no experience with, with, with that type of emotion, but she, she's had to distance herself because of what she's going through. And so she's left it to Laura Dern because you see, I feel after the initial meeting between, um, nora and um nicole there's not an awful lot that you see between the two characters you see a lot of adam driver charlie and his two lawyers and how they change Um, but you kind of just see how he interacts with those lawyers and so she's become a distant character as well as the place that she's living in am i grasping at straws possibly but again you can read into this what you want to read into it and so i love how the characters represent the areas that they're living in in the true fashion not this glitzy idealistic um, idealistic fashion
3: i think so and it's this idea isn't it that the cities and the characters are presenting these masks these what they want but actually when you bring down the mask you can see the reality is actually not that mm. great and it's uncomfortable mm. Um, Absolutely. Can we just, before, before we wrap this up, can we just let us quickly talk about um, Ray Liotta? And this is, this is
0: all I have I'm to say. I'm so you. glad you said that.
3: Oh my God. Do you know, I, Ray Liotta is, uh, so my first experience of Ray Liotta was with Goodfellas, as I think most people's yeah. first experience with Ray Liotta was. And for me, he makes Goodfellas. I love that film. I love him in that film. But he's, he's a big character. He's a, almost a pantomime character, isn't he? He's so over the top. Since then, I've only seen him in a handful of things, and every time, he has been rubbish. Really, (laughs) really unimpressive, not that great. He was fabulous in this film. He was so good. And I think that a big shout-out to him, and I don't know if it... I think he was born to play this role. So I'm not sure that it's, you know, I'm not sure we're going to see great things from him as a result of being in this, but actually I really, I really liked seeing him in this. I thought that was really
0: cool. This is it. Is I, this I, is... Oh, sorry, Sam, go for it, dude.
1: I was just going to start, I thought, yeah, the way that, the way that they set up his character versus Laura Dern's character, even though like, I was thinking about the offices, that Laura Dern's was very airy and open and fresh, but also sterile. And I think there was even a C- scene, sort of, she mentioned something about, you know, my life's great now. I've got like a wonderful boyfriend and Scarlett Hansen's character is like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and then the same with then, Ray Liotta in this kind of like similar office, the space is like almost exactly the same, but almost in reverse, but everything's dark, wooden, kind of aged, messy, and, and, and he's very, very forceful. He, he's kind of like no pretenses. This is a fight. And Adam Driver's like, I don't want to fight whereas Laura Dern's character is you know it's a bit more passive aggressive but when you see them go into that core and 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 they're they're against each other there though that is just it's just like two two craftsmen getting in and just enjoying a fantastically written piece um together I I just love the way that they they played off and like you say yeah Ray Liotta in, uh, particularly in that scene in the courtroom fantastic
3: yeah
2: like ying versus yang and 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 I think that the, the them two characters it was it it was needed for them to be strong powerful characters because you know we could, we could call this a, you know it's called the marriage story but really it, it's about divorce and 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 the, the things that drag people apart in divorce it's not necessarily a, uh, the divorce itself isn't isn 't the the main topic here it 's about how how people are ripped apart and how they 're made to do different things things they didn 't want to do and I think it was vital that these two characters were big bold um, and in your face characters
0: I agree, and I think that the the big argument that we 've already discussed towards like the, the latter end of this kind of nailed home how much these two characters were needed, not necessarily from the film standpoint, although, yes, I do agree that they're absolutely fantastic and they're well-needed, and watching them just kind of go in the courtroom was fabulous. But the two main characters tried to sort things out themselves, and within moments, they're at each other's throats, um, which kind of justifies why you need these lawyers in this particular story at least to hash this out because you you need professionals who can remove the emotion um to actually get the job done as as horrid as that might sound that is their job um and so it's what they are trained to do
3: i thought laura dern i do. You know, i thought she was really what that was some great casting i thought she was really good however if you said to me beforehand i didn't realize it was her until oh, oh quite a while until I was watching it because you know, I only know Laura Dern from Jurassic Park. Mm. Now, If you'd said to me, Oh, we're going to cast Laura Dern as this kind of, you know, smart, sassy lawyer. I would have gone, nah, that, that's <laughs> not going to work, but it did work because clearly it was, how old was Jurassic Park? 20
0: years?
3: 1995.
0: So yeah. Somewhere.
3: Right. Yeah. Really old then. 92, right. 95, somewhere on there. Right. So we're looking at, you know, quarter of a, de- um, uh, where are we now? Uh-huh. We're in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So really long time. She's clearly matured both as a person in her own experiences, but also as an actress. And I think you know, my own perception is that oh, it's the woman from Jurassic Park. Not at all. Nope. She was. Mm. She was so. And
1: and there was one thing, and I sometimes think you, this sort of the, the there's these incidentals that kind of sum up the character and the 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 the, part, the acting. And it was when. They get into the, they're in the court, and I can not remember what in particular Otis character, they sort of opening salvo or something, and she goes, okay, and she takes off her jacket, and she's <laughs> and 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 that was just, it was like someone was literally un, unsheathing a sword or something like that. The way that she did that, she was like, right, I'm I'm here to fight, and I'm gonna. i the type to start playing. Yeah yeah exactly yeah and but then in contrast the thing i really like i loved how um character then turns on his client. When they like, when they sing about, like, oh, he didn't buckle up the seat properly. said, like, You didn't buckle up the seat?
0: Everyone knows you've got
1: to do the seat properly. And he goes, like, I don't know that. I thought, yeah, both of them just played that so fantastically. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And when they found out that um, the money that he got from the grant, I can't remember what it's called, went into a joint account, he was like, What are you doing putting it in a joint account? It's like this back and forth, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And that scene wasn't all that long. Um, but yeah, the, Laura Dern and Ray Liotta, Absolute standout. When you consider how little they actually had to do, compared to how long the film is, they hit their beats and they nailed it every scene they were in. They were mm. fantastic.
2: Uh, one amazing. scene I'd like to bring up was uh, when when he was in when they were in the bar and he got up and sang that that theatre song. Goodness me, that taught, God that really hit me. And, and I'm not quite mm. sure why. Uh, very
0: emotional part of the movie, I like found. See for me, I felt that it was because it's one of the only times that you actually see him in a social environment. Up to this point, the comparisons between the two has been: you see a lot of, um, oh, you see a lot of Scarlett Johansson's family. You see her mother. You see her sister. You see her friends. You see her family. You see her support network. But with Charlie, with Adam Driver you only see the people he works with and you don't really see him relax at all. He's always trying to work. And it isn't until that scene that you see a bit of him as in who he is not in work. Cause we all wear many hats. We got, you know, those of us who are work, those of us doing the pod, those of us as parents, those of us with our friends. And so for me, it really hit home because it's the only time up to that point that he's really put his heart out there and his character out there to be seen. And it hits you like a sledgehammer. Mm-hmm.
1: Are we at the- Yeah, I am um, I I I thought it was interesting because I had to look it up. I think it was company was the play. Right. I think it's from yeah. the nineteen seventy. Yeah, that that, that they because uh, um, Nicole and her sisters do that song and then he does his song. Now I have to say, again, one of these things that slightly took me out there and I could be wrong. Am I right in thinking that they performed that song at the, the the son's birthday party or some kind of event like that? I'm not sure if I was right on that. It was, I can't remember. Yeah, I, remember I if it was I,
0: a birthday party or something like that, but the performance yeah, the, the, the yeah. was there.
1: Yeah, and, and there was part of me that felt like, I don't know, their performance... I really kind of, it jarred with me. I just thought, oh, uh, Very staged. Yeah, very staged, very kind of like, hey, we're we're all, you know, we were all actresses or people, yeah, look at us and the family's all there. Like, oh, this is fantastic. Whereas actually, if that happened in my family, everyone would be like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, just, can we all just get on with our lives sort of thing, like, um, and in comparison, and maybe that's just, again, me bringing my stuff to the film. Um, in comparison to Charlie singing that song and Adam Driver just literally giving it his absolute all and the way his voice breaks and how authentic it was, that, yeah, like you said, Matt, that, that got to me in a way that that other, and I don't know whether that was intended or whether that's just me bringing, yeah, like I said, my own kind of um, just baggage to it. But um, so it, was, it was a perfect counterbalance from my perspective because it almost hit home more because that song, the previous song, just did absolutely
0: nothing for me. I agree. I agree. Okay. So we're getting into that stage now where um, I think uh, Andy's right. It is time to go to our recommendations. So I think it would be nice. Now that there's four of us, which is kind of cool is that the person who has like the last word on the film and the first word on the film, I think should be the person who recommends it. So Matt, you're going last, my friend. Okay so Jamie,
3: like I, I need to request that i go after you oh okay okay just so right. i need to go after you but i don't mind where i come
0: otherwise <laughs> no worries so sam kick us off kick us off
3: um i'm happy to go
1: first yeah and um, for me um it's going to be a recommendation i think i know I'm, I'm sure in future there'll be sort of recommendations with caveats or that sort of thing for me i just thought it was a very good movie and like we've discussed there's so much stuff that you bring to it that it unpacks for yourself as you're watching it. So certainly, yeah, I would recommend, I would recommend for me, it wouldn't be something I would typically go out of my way to watch, but I do like the actors. So I kind of uh, knew I would get something good. Um, But yeah, I, I, I thought it was a really good piece. So yeah, it's a recommendation for me.
0: Okay, cool. So the film itself, like the writing, the acting, Uh, Even the music, like the beats, the humor, the tragedy, everything in this film is absolutely brilliant. I could not come up with a specific criticism overall. Sure, it's got its little niggly bits. Um, Again there's a humor beat when it comes to the expert who's, who's watching uh, how the parents interact with their children that doesn't really fit is a little bit jarring. I can let that go because the comedy behind it and the awkwardness is brilliant. Um, I am so glad that I took the time to watch this and it finally came off of my to watch list for this podcast. And I was so captivated by the film itself that I don't think I checked my watch once. And for me, that is a good sign. If it allows me to put my phone down, not check my watch, and I'm just sat there watching it, and, and I'm not even thinking about checking Facebook or anything like that at all, I'm having a good time with that film. That being said, I can't recommend it. For me, yeah, I, I know, for, for me, as much as I loved this, I've got to think about it from the point of view of if a busy parent friend of mine or somebody who can only watch one thing that week came up to me and said, I've got, I don't know, this or a marriage story to watch. What would you recommend? I'd have to pick something that I thought would be more entertaining. And for that reason, as a busy parent who runs a business, which is kind of the whole point, I can't recommend it. I, I, if you've got, Time to watch more than one film? Heck yes. Go out of your way to watch it. But if you pick in one film a week, watch something that is not this. And it hurts me to say that because I loved this film so, so much. So, yeah. And I did not expect that. But I was thinking about it at the end of it. And I was like, would I recommend this to my friends? Probably not. I'd talk about how good it is and, and, and hopefully they'll watch it. But I couldn't recommend it to them. Sorry,
3: guys. (laughs) I'm just going to lead on from that because uh, Damien and I spoke last week at some point, um, shortly after I'd watched the film. And um, uh, I said, oh, my God, it's amazing. Like, that's a definite recommend. And he explained what he's just said to me. And since then and now, (laughs) I have now changed my mind. Because actually, uh, Damien, I think you're right. No, I, I think you're right, though, because... I um, I really kind of I think I spoke to you about an hour after I'd watched the film or something like two or three hours after I'd watched the film or something, and at that point I was you know going this film's like amazing that's that's a that's an amazing piece of craftsmanship you know really brilliantly put together, but actually I think you're right you know if it, it, it's it's an emotionally draining film and I think it's one of those films that afterwards you you can't just put down, maybe that's what you want and so in terms of my recommendation I think it has to. Come with that caveat, Sam. That that that. Yes, this is an amazing film. If you've got the time to be emotional about it, if this, if you're looking for a film to watch in a week with the kids or to you know just have a moment to yourself, this is not it. This is a film that I think it, it's actually had an impact on my. Go on, Damien. Oh, is it? <laughs> but it's actually actually had an impact on my life, and it's actually you know made me think beyond and when i'm laying in bed at night i'll think about moments from the film and i think i don't know if that's what you want go for it watch this film it's 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 incredible but it's hard work afterwards i don't know how to put mm-hmm. it because it's so good it didn't feel like hard work watching it but talking about it afterwards i do feel like it's it's so deep it's so rich it's it's yeah so ah uh, I'm I'm not going to recommend this film if you are looking for one film like Damien said, but I am going to recommend this film if you are looking for something really profound.
0: Way to come down on the fence there, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, please be the voice of reason because... It's an amazing film. Go for it, dude.
2: Yeah, I, 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 would recommend this to anyone, and I have done. I've been, I've been shouting this, the praise from this film from the rooftop all week. Um, I recommend it to anyone who, 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 who wants something engaging to watch. Um, myself, I don't want to watch something that I, I forget after the film's finished. I, I need to have a think about it after, and and that really. That really happens with this film. It, it, it's it's stuck with me for days. Um, perhaps you're right. I wouldn't recommend it to some of my friends, and some of them I have recommended to do, turned it off on the first scene, um, um, including my mum. Mum, if you're listening, give it another go. But uh, <laughs> um, so I I would highly recommend it, and and perhaps I would I would say watch it with your wife and schedule some time in. Um, to have a conversation after about marriage because um, it, it digs Matt, up.
3: You, uh, those people who turned it off, did they? Do you know why
2: they turned it off? Um, my mum said she 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 um, she didn't like the look of it. She didn't like the characters okay. in the first opening monologue. Fine, okay. But uh, yeah, I, you want to delve into the idea of divorce and and explore it in different ways, then, then this film is a good film to watch. So, so
1: maybe my recommendation is a kind of a, sort of like, I'm trying to sucker punch everyone and just be like, yeah, watch <laughs> it. And I want you to try and deal with your life the day after, mm. um, as opposed to you guys being conscientious. Yeah. But yeah.
2: It, it's important <laughs> to, to think about some of these things, I think. And, uh, and I think cinema is a very good vehicle for these these kind of discussions. Right, I'm, I'm picking a side of the fence now.
3: Uh, I'm, I'm gonna recommend this film fully, actually. I want, I want people to see it. I think that, do you know, sitting on the fence isn't helpful. I think you guys are completely right. This is, um, it, it's a, a fabulous film. And you know what, if a film can make you question your own life, great. Who, who am I to say don't watch this film because of that?
0: Fair play. I'm going to stay Good with man. my original analogy. <laughs> I'm yeah. sticking. I'm sticking. Um, yeah. Um, so. just, just like to, to touch one, on one
2: other thing. Uh, I thought the mu- the the music in the film was tremendous. Absolutely. And, uh, I'm Randy so Newman that. did a great great job at creating this almost um, almost like an old French film in certain points. You know, the it, yeah. music was incredible, and I highly recommend getting the soundtrack. I've listened to it a few times already. This did feel very. Um, uh, Woody Allen esque
0: mm.
3: of its the way it was put together, and I think the soundtrack really helped that. But the yeah. soundtrack was amazing. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually surprised we haven't talked about that before.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a good point. You know, we're still finding our feet. I think that in the future, yeah. something we'll do is that right? We're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about how it's shot. We to talk about the the music, and we can talk about the lighting, and so we'll we'll hit these specific points so we don't miss these things in the future.
2: I could talk about this
0: film for another hour, to be honest. This is it. And the only reason that we're going through it now is because we're, 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 we're running over an hour, gents. Um, and, you know, we're going we're to try and keep it short. Although, to be fair, if any of the feedback that we get is, oh, no, 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 you carry on. You talk for three hours. Sure, we'll, we'll have to adjust our timetable. Um, but we, we can definitely talk more, especially now there's four of us, for sure. So...
3: Uh, Matt i just before we go, Matt, I just want to say a thank you for um for bringing such a profound film to the table really It was um like I can't remember who said uh Sam, I think you said that you wouldn't normally pick a film like this um neither would i um but i'm I'm really glad that I watched it i feel. I feel like a better person. Than I've watched it. it. That sounds so stupid, doesn't it? But <laughs> I really do. Like, I feel like it's kind of—it's actually added something to my life. So, thank you for that. I really do appreciate it.
0: Completely. Uh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh i love it right so we have been parents on pictures podcast before we fit well actually to be fair this is the closing credits don't worry ladies and gents we'll get a lot more smooth at this in the future um andy where can they find parents on pictures online all
3: that yeah so get onto facebook get onto instagram um on youtube you can find us on their parents on pictures podcast um on we're most active really on facebook um but get on there and you know, we we just post in bits and pieces, film related stuff and it'd be great for some feedback. Let us know what you think or any suggestions you might have. Um, And then on YouTube, you can see the uh, videos of our lovely beardy faces and, you know see see what we look like and how we put this together because you know with social distancing and lockdown and everything it's not been it's not been easy so um get on there have a look give us some feedback comment whatever we just we'd love to hear from you
0: Awesome. And for the audio, uh, we are on uh, Anchor FM, which is our hosting platform, but we are also on Spotify at this point in time. And we'll be looking at branching out into other areas as well, which will be awesome. Uh, but you can find us at Parents on Pictures. You type that in. We're the literally the only one out there that is even close to that name. So you will find us. Gentlemen, you've got 30 seconds to talk about other projects. So Matt, what have you got and where can people find you?
2: Um, so, um, God, um, so, uh, my company Physigo, um, P-H-Y-S-I-G-O, uh, we're, we're gearing up to launch our, our first product. It's a, a running product that measures form and running technique, and that will be coming out in September. So, uh, physigo.org, uh, go and check it out.
0: We'll talk about it after the pod, Andy. It's a really cool product. What? And what are your other projects and where can people find them? me oh so i'm uh sorry you're not sam Sam. (laughs) me
1: um so you can find uh me and my writing at uh uh, storymex on on twitter and on facebook that's s-t-o-r-y-m-e-c-h-s and i do um uh, interactive story writing there um, to be honest, having a bit of a challenge with getting into the kind of the right kind of creative groove during lockdown. So I'm looking at maybe sort of sh- uh, um, shaping things up a bit. Um, to be honest, the pod's been really helpful with this because I'm actually, I don't know, getting some, developing some, I don't know, looking at these different stories is actually helping me get back into kind of the creativity. Um, but yeah, if you enjoy um, uh, interactive stories and things like that, then do hit me up on there. Nice.
3: And Andy? Sorry, I jumped in too early. Um, I, was, so, I was
0: really rude, so I apologize.
3: <laughs> you crack on, dude. Uh, Mitchell Digital Media. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram, whatever. I'm um, branching out into online um, social media and digital media management. Um, you know, just managing social media is actually way more boring than it sounds, but it's, it's, it's good. I, I like it because I'm nerdy and I, I like looking at data all day long. But
0: yeah, <laughs> so... <laughs> You can find us all
3: over social media.
0: Awesome. Gentlemen, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much to all of you for coming along. And ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you on the next podcast. If you want to uh, catch up with our schedule, because we're going to be doing monthly schedules of what we're going to be covering, then hit us up on Facebook. We'll post it all over there. Other than that, everybody say bye-bye now. Thanks, guys.
1: Bye now. Bye-bye.
0: Oh, that was dangerous.